0: are listening to takedowns to breakdowns round two officially (laughs) it's working officially now that we're remote huh yeah dude oh man how you doing
1: doing all right doing all right man uh daughter starts uh kindergarten tomorrow that's weird so that yeah that's very weird and
0: you just finally i guess settled into your new place Yep, I settled into my new place. Uh, I'm still settling, but so far, so good, I would Mm -hmm. say. And uh, yeah, it's going pretty well. It's a little weird. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do everything at a different location and the commuting and all the traffic and shit, but it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay, so we're starting late because we both ran into technical difficulties, so let's jump right into it. Yes. I want to get your opinion on what's a distinctly American martial art. What represents American martial arts? Now, before you answer, I want to put this in context to the rest of the world. Okay. So, when you think of Brazil, you think of jiu-jitsu. When you think of Japan, you think of judo. You think of you know old school hard style karate. When you think of Thailand, you think of Muay Thai. When you think of the Netherlands, you think of kickboxing. You know, when you think of Africa, you think of like stick fighting or something. You think of China, you think of Kung Fu, you think of Korea, you think of Taekwondo. Mm. What is America's martial art? And before we say wrestling, that's already Russia's thing. I would say boxing. Boxing? That's England. Hmm. England has all the, England and Ireland are famous boxers. They have boxing history. We America has boxing history, too, I understand, but I feel mm. like boxing is more of an English thing.
1: Well, I mean, I guess, uh, what we should be asking is, did the Native Americans have any sort of martial art? Cause if we're going to go back to our roots Ooh. on this, you know what I mean? Cause if it, if it all derived from, you know, other countries besides America, then I, I really don't know what to say then. I uh, guess I, I, I would you... say, uh,
0: boxing, but I mean, I don't know. Boxing is bigger in uh, UK though. They had they have something called bare knuckle London prize ring rules boxing. They have Marques of Queensberry rules for boxing. Okay. Um Yeah, they have they have a lot of, like boxing is a huge thing in England. You have uh wrestling and sambo being a Russian thing in my mind. Uh, it's just um Yeah, man, there's just so many things that make me think of other countries. But I can't think of a single thing that makes me think of America. Krav Maga makes me think of Israel. Um, Silat makes me think of, what is it, Indonesia, I think? Silat, the stick, stick one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like there's there's a lot going on, right? And, and a part of me thinks that, is it more identifiable to think of what martial art defines or what country defines with the martial art? Or is it, like you said, historically? Relevant. Yeah. Are you going? Are you thinking of just historically what is accurate, or are you going off of? Well, what do I think of emotionally and immediately? Like I I just think
1: historically, you know, just like 18 1800s, early 1900s. You know, where you see the guys bare knuckle boxing, like meh with the fancy mustache and everything. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing I thought of was just bare knuckle boxing. but like I said i mean i I think it'd be very interesting if like the Native Americans because if we're gonna like go back to the roots of this country like i i I'm curious like if there is a, a Native American martial art out there that exists
0: uh I'm thinking um uh shoot shoot fighting maybe no huh. um
1: or did yeah, they I'm just kind of like
0: anything. wing it? You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, like I'm looking all over. I don't see anything. Like there's a lot in America, but a lot of it's not from America, right? I think yeah. the, the main American ones listed are the MACP, uh, which is hand-to-hand combat for the Army. There's the Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. There's SCARS, S-C-A-R-S, Special Combat Aggressive Reactionary Systems, which is a combat, American combat system. There's SPEAR, uh, SPEAR System. Um, which is a close quarter protection system. Um,
1: but wouldn't those yeah. all
0: derive from just traditional
1: styles, just a little bit more modernized for survival?
0: Perhaps, but I mean, like, I feel like any self defense style is MMA. Yeah. Right? There's never, there's some that have very specific, like, principles, mm-hmm. but the ideas are the same it's striking, it's grappling, it's throwing, it's subduing. Right? Yeah, like that's the unless you do like crowd Maga which is just do as much damage to distract them and then leave and run away, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's always a possibility, but like yo, know, Japan is stacked. Aikido, Daiteru Aiki Airo, Judo, Jujutsu, Kendo, Kenjutsu, Kempo, Kudo, Kyodo Nakinado Jutsu, Ninjutsu, Nippon Kempo, Sorinji Kempo, Sumo. Then you have Okinawan arts, Karate, Kobudo, Tegumi. You have, uh, yeah, just so many. Which is
1: interesting for such a smaller, like, Asian country, you know what I mean? Or island. Dude, or, Korea, uh, yeah. Korea is
0: smaller and has even more. Yeah. Taekwondo, Kwan Do, Gong Kwan Yusul, Gong Byop Hankido, Hankumdo, Hapkido, Hua Rongdo, Kuk Sul Kumdo, Mu Su Bakdo. Sisirum, Subak, Taekyon, Taekwondo, Tangsudoe, Yusol. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, dude. There's so many. Um, now I wonder if
1: the the reason for that was like back in the day there was just different, um, not communities but just different schools that were like rivaling each other or something, or maybe maybe I would say like different communities just learn their own thing and then as time went on it's just you know they've developed their own styles
0: just because of that i'm sure that's a part of it i'm I'm trying to find up like native american martial arts i'm trying to find a very specific style oh here you go uh it's called oki chitao oki oki chitao yeah okichitao. uh O K I C H I T A W mm-hmm. um Kichita. Oh no it's all it's called Kichita. Okichita. It's a martial art that incorporates the fighting techniques of the Plains Cree First Nations It is adapted and taught by Canadian martial artist George J LePin uh Okichita is a martial arts system that uses basic but aggressive combat movements which allows the practitioner to apply direct and smothering impact techniques which are then followed up by applying no quarter to the opponent by pulling, tripping, or throwing them down so that a finish out can be conducted as quickly as possible. It employs a very direct and committed approach in the area of physical combat. The battle concept is combined with speed, one's body weight, and aggressively applied mechanics to allow the practitioner to achieve effective results. Um... Cool. Cool. And another thing, and I feel like this makes a, a lot of sense of what uh, Sensei Neely always said, right? I mean, Sensei mm-hmm. Fusco said it too, but they both they both said it quite often, and that is... <laughs> remember you'd ask about anything else in martial arts, and they would give a little history, but it would always end with, yeah, but you know, it's all the same. Yeah. Yep. It's like, what? It's like, it's all the same. It's like, what do you mean it's all the same? It's, like, it's all the same. All martial arts are the same. They've they have their own specific techniques, but they're all the same. They Mm -hmm. all, it's all the same concept. It's like you hurt somebody, you attack somebody, you escape from somebody. Like it's the transitions are similar. The finishes are similar. How you employ those and how you utilize those is different based upon the concept and philosophy of each art. But front kick is a front kick. Side kick is a side kick. You know, a rear, uh, a rear naked chokes, a rear naked choke, you know, arm bar is an arm bar. Like it's, Mm-hmm. You're gonna see them across everything, but they're all kind of the same. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. But that's really cool. So yeah, you're right. There is a North American uh, uh, technique, although this is based out of Canada. It's a little different. Hmm. Right. Right. But that does that answer your question? Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I feel like if we if we really try to think of, like, America, what are we thinking, like, the white man Amer- America,
0: or are we thinking... Well, that that's what I was saying with, are you going off of historically what is accurate, or what is your gut reaction?
1: Yeah, because like I said, the first thing I think of, just all American... Is just the, the big brawny guys, bald head, with, but with the fancy curled mustache, just bare knuckle boxing. That was the first thing that came to thought.
0: Okay. okay. But there there you go, though. Yeah. No, because you, know, I don't think you're wrong with boxing, right? But like, especially now, I think modern boxing is, um, uh, I mean, depending on the weight class, I feel like it's a distinctively American thing. But I think that was from just the idea of... Or not the idea of, but the reality that we had with American champions and American celebrities, you Mm -hmm. know, being, um, being being so popular back in the day. Yeah, you know, compared to now, we don't really have. We have. uh, what's his name? Deontay Weiler is the, like the American heavyweight guy. I mean, there's other Americans, right? There's Terrence Crawford and, and all these other uh, boxers, but it's not the same as back then when it was like a celebrity status of being a fighter. Yeah. So, So yeah. So, yeah. But that's what I I was really interested in your reaction of what you would say. I wasn't expecting you to say boxing, though.
1: Yeah, because wrestling, I, I did think of more... Uh... European or like some, some Northern Asian thing or whatever. Um, and I only say that too, because I know like, uh, who, who's the first guy I thought of the, the iron Sheik. Where is he from? Iran, (laughs) Istanbul or whatever, Turkey. I don't know. One of those countries like, yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I also thought of that and was like, all right, it's gotta be middle Eastern like
0: influence as well. Uh, oh, wait, when you say wrestling, do you mean like catch wrestling, Sambo, or do you mean like professional? I'm not talking like w w e no 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 like cause, oh, okay well, because
1: okay. I know like that, back in the day, like he he I mean just his style or whatever, um, I knew it would it just yeah <laughs> he, that I, I don't know yes. that's that that's again, my mind just went to the the iron cheek when I thought wrestling.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I And you said it was you it know was what? more Russian influenced.
0: I mean if you want to really get to the root of wrestling, wrestling is Greek, right? Like you have the Greek wrestlers and the Olympians uh, uh, from from where it originated. But if I think if you want to talk about modern wrestling, or at least the most recent century of wrestling, I think it's all Russia. Yeah, Russia is full. Russia has, in my opinion, been one of the most dominating nations when it comes to wrestling. America is definitely up. America is highly up there, but I feel like just the technique is distinctly Russian or Eastern European, in my opinion. You know, mm. and this isn't just like, like uh, Habib Nurmagomedov influence. It's not just that. It's just he's an example of it. Yeah. But I just feel like the idea behind wrestling in Russia is. Uh, it's, it's part of culture, mm-hmm. you know, like there's and that's kind of where I wanted to go, which is that there's no culture for martial arts in America. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like now there's a culture and it's just MMA. But what was it before that? Was it karate? Was it was it Jeet Kune Do? Was it Taekwondo? Was it Kung Fu? Those aren't really. An- American that answer styles. lies
1: with the answer, you know, like, what is the meaning of life? Pretty much. We're just never going to know
0: like wh- who who started
1: the art of fighting?
0: Well, no, 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 not that. I'm just saying in America, yeah. what's the identity for martial arts in America? Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in England, it's almost like in in the UK, it's almost a proper knock, you know, to to just be it's it's guys having a proper knock going outside and just throwing some fists and then going inside and having a pint. Yeah, not in this, not in the same extent of the Conor McGregor incident that happened. Did you hear about that? Uh, how he knocked out he some punched, old dude that I mean, that's, that's not him out, didn't knock him out. The old dude took it well. But yeah, he threw a left hand at an old 50 year old guy in a pub. And wasn't the ordeal just like the guy refused to sell his liquor or drink it or what? No. So Conor McGregor walks into the pub. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm buying everybody shots of my whiskey lines up shots for everybody in the bar he pours his whiskey he hands it to everybody this old man pushes it away and just says no nah, it's not for me and connor was i guess upset about that and said no 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 it is for you And he said no no, i don't want to drink that shit i'm good i'm just gonna have my pint and the country oh okay and wham, just hit him with the left oh shit okay yeah that was it
1: i mean i guess regardless who started the fight you don't you don't
0: You don't punch a senior. (laughs) Is he a senior? Maybe he had it coming. Does being a senior protect you from running your mouth? Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Maybe that senior had it coming. True. No, that's. (laughs) No, 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 no. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You can't be punching old people when you're a professional fighter, I think if you were some crazy ass 30 year old, it makes sense. Yeah. But when you're a crazy ass rich 30 year old with, uh, with, with, with being a professional fighter, maybe don't do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but we don't we don't have to, I feel like everything that's fun to talk about or every, everything that people want to talk about is just like, so overdone that I don't even want to touch it. It's just everybody's talking about Conor McGregor. Everybody's talking about the fact he punched the old guy. Everybody's talking about the fact he came out and did a 45 minute apology interview with Ariel Hawani. Everybody's coming out like it's just I have nothing to say on it anymore. It's just everything that could be said about it has been said. Yeah. You know, and that's why I was thinking I don't want to talk about that shit like everybody else is talking about that shit. I want to talk about just some shit that nobody else is talking about and for me, that was the, the martial arts of country. So the thing that Conor McGregor made me think of that because when he did that, I was surprised. But there's actually a friend from work uh, who... Well, not really a friend, but a co-worker at work who's Irish from Ireland oh, Okay, who just got a citizenship in America. And I asked him, I said, Hey, as an Irishman, what's your thoughts on this? Like, what are your thoughts on not just Conor McGregor, but this exact incident? And he went... There's it's whatever. What do you mean? It's whatever. Look, he had a disagreement. You know, usually you go outside to have a proper knock about it, you know, to 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 trade some fists. Right. And you pick pick the other guy up and you go inside and you finish your pints and maybe you guys buy each other around. That's what you do. And I said, that's is that normal? He said, yeah, that's plenty normal. He said where I grew up, I was between two opposite towns. Two, like, two towns who were uh, rivals, and they would come to my town, because I was in the middle between the two, and they would have fights all over the bars. But then they would be drinking and partying all night after the fights. And I said, oh, that's not an American thing.
1: So <laughs> he said, h- here's oh, my no, question, I know it's then. not an
0: American thing.
1: Here's my question. What happened at the end of this? After he punched him, what happened? Because that detail, I don't know. I didn't watch. I know it was Connor filmed, got... but
0: I, I didn't Connor's watch Connor's entourage pulled him out. They grabbed him, took him outside. Uh, the old guy just... Everybody just kept drinking. Nobody really reacted. Everybody just kept drinking. And that was it. Um, oh. This happened back in April. So this happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. And it just came out. So Connor was being asked about it. And he said, yeah, no, it happened back then. I resolved it with... I made amends with that guy since then. You know, I I went back and and made it right. But... You know, that doesn't excuse my actions. Right. But yeah. So and the old guy just said, yeah, I didn't want to drink his whiskey. I thought it. I don't like it. He hit me. I've been hit before. It sucks that he did it, but it's whatever. He did it. I'm moving on. Mm. <laughs> so that's the fallout. The fallout really in Ireland is just ah, Connor's kind of a shithead and just move. Everybody moved on. In America, it's just he assaulted a senior. Haba 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 So it made me. Th- so, anyways, it made me think of the uh, martial arts of countries because it's so normalized that nobody in the bar reacted to it. Yeah, you know, and even my, my the the guy the Irish guy at work even said, "Just no, it's whatever. It happened. Sucker punch should have been a proper one outside, but whatever." And I I was thinking that wouldn't fly in America because we almost don't have a history of that, of of not just that type of proper violence, Mm -hmm. but that type of, I don't know, just fighting Mm -hmm. in our, in our blood, like not resistance. I mean, actual, we're having combat. We're in combat right now. Yeah. You know, and I don't count shooting guns as a martial art. So that's. That doesn't count. That is definitely America's history, but I'm not, that doesn't count yeah. for America's martial art. Uh, so yeah, that got me thinking and I was thinking, well, Japan has all those and Korea has all those and Vietnam and Thailand and Russia and the UK and like all these places have all their styles. But what does America have?
1: Well, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing with food, right? Like, name something that was actually name something that's actually American and before you say hamburgers that's something that's kind of up for debate because there's several places that claim they've made the first one one or two of them being here in America but I mean technically deli all sandwiches. the food we eat is international cuisine
0: deli sandwiches
1: Uh, but I don't know was that actually from America though
0: Deli sandwiches?
1: The idea of putting tell, thinly sliced tell me people,
0: protein in between two slices of bread? You t- you're telling me people were getting Philly cheesesteaks and chicken parm sandwiches in other countries but before America? That's a
1: type of sandwich, though. But then it's like, well, where was the sandwich created? That's what I mean.
0: Again, are you going off of <laughs> historical fact? Or are you going off of just... What we initially respond with? I mean, I I can look it up right now. Yeah. But but you got to tell me which one you're going off of.
1: I don't. I I have no idea if this shit is true or not. But like I heard some story that I don't know if it was like a pub or an inn or something. But he was in like a. a I, I need my meal to go. Just put it in between like a, a loaf of bread for me or something. Like this meat, and I'll take it to go. And I think he was, like, literally the Earl of Sandwich. I don't know how true...
0: Yep. Found him. Yes. John Montague, 4th Earl of Sandwich. He was a British statesman who succeeded his grandfather, Edward Montague, 3rd Earl of Sandwich, as the Earl of Sandwich <laughs> in 1729. But, yeah. Uh, so, British... There you go, which makes sense because you have chip buddies being a sandwich, right? Do you know what a chip buddy is? Uh, no. You take French fries, mm-hmm. or uh, you take uh, uh, um, chips, as they're called. You put them between buttered toast, okay, and then you, and then you eat it. <laughs> it's a French fry sandwich. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> so, I mean, All right. That's a sandwich. But yeah, still again, sandwich. when you think of deli sandwiches, you don't think of anywhere else besides America. Roast beef and cheddar cheese. You don't think of you don't think of France. You think of America. You don't think of the Italian supremes being or the Italian <laughs> combos from being from Italy. You think of New York. Yeah. Philly cheesesteaks, chicken parms, how about Buffalo hot buffalo chicken sandwiches with blue cheese? You don't think of fucking Germany. No, you think of you think of your small town deli. That's what you think of. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I would say sandwiches. Um specifically deli sandwiches. You know what I mean? So would it be safe to say
1: um including martial arts that Americans just have variations of something that was traditional? Whether it be martial arts, food,
0: we just put our own American variants to it. Well, martial arts, I feel like, is actually, might be even more complex than that. Because Jeet Kune Do is listed as an American martial art. Okay, that's fair enough. Even though the founder is, is Chinese <laughs> from China, who just happened to live in America while he deployed his teachings. Right or spread his teachings, right? So is, is it American? Is it really just, is, is it really Chinese? If I go to China and open up a, uh, industry leading cheeseburger chain that just takes over all of China and is the most popular fast food item in China, is that now, is that now like the, um, the Chinese burger, or is it really just me bringing American recipes for cheeseburgers to China? Well, let me answer that by asking you
1: this. Is General So's chicken considered authentic Chinese?
0: If that was created here in America. No, that's American Chinese food. Okay. But we don't say that's but it's got Chinese all American the, martial arts.
1: It's got all the flair and the, the flavors and the ingredients of Chinese culture, though.
0: No, it doesn't. Sugar? How often do you, how often does authentic Chinese food have sugar okay I think you got me there on that one <laughs> right? sugar caramel coloring deep frying breading <laughs> like <laughs> those are basically chicken nuggets tossed in sauce that's all they are I yeah all right <laughs> chicken nuggets tossed in cornstarch fried and then tossed in sauce yeah that's all they starch. are yeah if you ripped up frozen chicken nuggets, or breaded or like boneless chicken tenders and you just ripped them apart with your hands, tossed them in cornstarch, fried them and then tossed them with general sauce sauce. Guess what? You made general sauce. Point proven. Right? Right. <laughs> so to answer your question, I think yes. I think we do a variation of things, which is odd because there's so many patriotic people who love and And proclaim about stuff that's used distinctly American. And it's just, is it really 100% American? You know? I mean, I feel like Olive Garden's American. (laughs) Olive Garden's pretty American. Pizza Hut's pretty American. Domino's is pretty American. Yeah. You know what? That's what it is. America's food is fast food. Think about that. Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King. In and Out, Shake Shack, fucking Wendy's, Arby's. Think about that.
1: Our food is synthetic, it's chemicals, it's maybe 20% real.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's either, so goddamn delicious. Oh my god. <laughs> it's either fast food. Or it's corn think about that how many countries have corn on the cob being like a delicacy hmm not many that is true corn is America, yeah you're right is
1: America? corn is america's crop isn't it
0: yep it's why we have oil and that's why corns and everything and corn although is Idaho and is famous for the
1: potatoes, I mean, potatoes didn't really derive from America, right? They they came over from, uh, uh, what, like Ireland or something?
0: I'm assuming Ireland.
1: Yeah, corn is yeah. America's crop.
0: That's a distinctly North American thing between Canada and America. It's all corn.
1: So now I'm curious with proteins then. You know, I, 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 yeah, like beef and chicken, and because I mean, what what were again Native Americans eating? Re- Realistically, like rabbit, bison. It, it was more game, right?
0: It was so, game. It was bison. It was rabbit. It was deer, uh,
1: elk, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, that with like berries, some vegetation that they grew. But corn, corn was also a Native American thing. Yeah. Hmm. So fast food and corn, that's pretty standard, that's that's pretty straightforward, and I guess we have our own version of, what would you say Jeet Kune Do is a version of, Chinese martial arts, Chinese MMA?
1: I think it derives from like Chinese gung fu, um... And I think like one other style, one or two other styles that I can't think of. I know gung fu was like the, the primary though, what it derives off of.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you could say, but I wouldn't, I don't think Jeet Kune Do when I think of America. I still think of China. Yeah. You know? I guess boxing. I guess you could say boxing. But boxing was primarily a a. I feel like a thing from from the UK. I feel Mm -hmm. like boxing just moved over from the Brits. Because we were British. We were originally British. Yeah. You know? And I think it just came from the Brits. Right? So I guess boxing and corn...
1: Dude, my head hurts, man.
0: But isn't that yeah. America in a nutshell? Oh, right, man. Think about it. Right. Yeah, we we really can't claim much. In general, we really can't. If because again, you 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 keep going historically, like accurate. So if we're going to keep it at that, yeah, there's really not much we can claim. Yeah. Because the majority of our shit's imported because we're all imports. You know? So, I mean, right. If we made up our own version of something, let's say we took boxing from, from England and we took wrestling from Russia and we took knife fighting from Ireland or something, whatever the fuck. And yeah. we came up with the our own fight style with those three. Yeah, you could just say we were influenced by those three, but we don't really have our own thing. We just have... Boxing is just an old-school thing that was taught. Vice versa, vice versa. All like that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. That's it. God damn it. What? You're upset? No, it's not that I'm
1: upset. Because, uh, you know, this is... Uh, this whole, like, American thing and, like, where, where stuff comes from. I, I never really got this in depth with it until this, this, uh, conversation, yeah, we, we just really can't lay claim to, to much, you know, cause like, like you were saying, even with the boxing thing, you know, I mean, although I think of that particular time period of the, the whole like bare knuckle thing, I just, you're right though. It didn't, that wasn't born here in America.
0: No, that was born in England. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that. Like America started with British people, <laughs> like the Brits. We were a subset of, of of we were just British outcasts who just came here. Yep, you know. So, I mean, and that's that's also like the originals. Uh, you and I are definitely not originals. You and I are definitely probably from immigrants or some shit. So it's like yep. Big so, it's, you know what I mean? So, it's we're not even tied to that. Yeah. You know? So, at least the country is tied to corn, fast food, boxing. Because <laughs> you won't even acquiesce sandwiches to being American because you're all about Montague being the sandwich guy. So, it's not <laughs> even deli sandwiches. <laughs> we eat, The only thing we can lay claim to is just
1: we're good at doing variations of things that already exist.
0: Are we, though? Like, would you rather have pizza from Italy or would you rather go to Domino's?
1: Uh, well, considering my palate is so trained for American cuisine
0: and shit food... But if you I'm walk sure, down the street... I'm sure no, I will... No, 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 no. If you walk down the street right now and there was a Domino's with an open sign... And Napoli oven pizza sign right next to it, and you could get Italian pizza right next to the Domino's for the same fucking price. Which one would you get? Uh. <laughs> wow! Seriously?
1: Uh. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> All right, well, actually, you're already saying this Napoli place or whatever is the same price as Domino's. I was going to say, Domino's, man, you cannot beat that $5.99 deal. Uh, what's, the, what's the $5.99 deal? Uh, fucking medium two-topping pizza, that's what. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, How about pasta in a bread bowl? Um, How about chicken wings, boneless chicken, sandwiches, anything for $5.99? But anyways... Um, no, I mean in that case, I obviously I would go with the you know the quality you know from from the the homeland
0: pizza you wouldn't have uh the science experiments made in Domino's ovens. they make some pretty good flavors, so how's the diet going? you've been good right uh,
1: last week was bad, I gained like five <laughs> pounds. Closer to six. Eating, um, eating
0: what? Five pounds in a week?
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, actually, I'm, I'm here now. I've, I've been watching my parents' house. They're actually on their way back from Georgia. They should be here by midnight. Um, and I've just been taking care of the house, And I mean, right after work. And by the time I get home, it's already super late. And I don't feel like cooking or doing anything. So I just grab food on the way home and whatever. But... Uh, Grab food
0: on the way home, like I where, I fasted, Mikey? but here's the thing. <laughs> like where, Mikey? I fasted. Well, that's not the point. <laughs> it's not the, the point. The point is, did you buy fa- pre-made meals from the deli at Stop and Shop? So I fasted. <laughs> <laughs> did you fast when you were driving home and watching Four the days. house after?
1: Four days. And I've been liquid dieting today. And I am back to my weight that i was the last time i saw you the last time we worked out actually
0: was 189
1: yeah so there was a roadblock last week but i am back at 189 and i am going to continue uh probably fasting and liquid dieting for this week so
0: what did you gorge on hey man how about that ufc huh (laughs)
1: <laughs> i didn't on? watch
0: ufc i don't know uh, what you were gorging on
1: don't do this to me man <laughs> okay. i'm just
0: curious what a unchained microscopics feast upon have you when read? nobody's watching you, i will say this once
1: burger king right twice and they now have an impossible whopper a lot of burger joints are coming out with this whole, like, impossible burger concept. I guess it's like a plant-based patty. Um, yeah. tried it. Fucking delicious. Um, and then, of course, the next time I got a, a double stacker meal, which is also delicious. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I actually recommend the Impossible Burger. And if I do eat a burger again, Red Robin is also making an Impossible Burger and that I'd like to try as well, which is also plant-based. Um, and I think KFC, I just read an article, they're now trying to come out with an Impossible Fried Chicken. Uh, a lot of fast food places are coming out with this plant-based concept now because a lot more people are going to the gym and watching what they're eating and the whole keto thing and... Um, So, yeah. Um, so Burger King. I had Wendy's a couple nights ago. Terrible. I hate Wendy's and pizza from an actual pizza place. A whole pizza. No, I fuck you, man. Like, not a whole pizza. (laughs) Like, I had, like, I mean, I had a family, you know. I didn't make them like watch. Like you ate a family size like. amount of pizza? <laughs> like I did <laughs> Like I didn't order a large pizza. It was like, this is for me. <laughs> you eat the scraps. <laughs> like I just tossed the crust on my daughter's head.
0: No, like the fuck. Like I had a few slices of pizza, you know? <laughs> Have you seen the Key and Peele skit about ordering pizza?
1: Oh, is that where uh one of them's like wearing glasses, he's sitting in a chair.
0: <laughs> he's just he doing voices for everybody else.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. The,
0: and by the end of it, he's like, So that'll be uh twenty eight pizzas. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. No, I don't shame you. Yeah, for I mean it, I wasn't you know like I've... a
1: fucking dick about it, you know? Like I I it's not like Why? I ordered you know, the extreme large combo meal that they have. Like I was, you know,
0: I was, I was being a normal human about it, but. What do you crave the most from these places? Is it the burger combination with like the, like the hot bun with the hot lettuce on them? Or is it more of the French fries with the super salty fucking greasy residue on your lips? Because you keep shoving it in your mouth because you can't stop having it. So you had soda too, didn't you, you bitch? I'm not liking this soda. episode.
1: I am not liking this episode. You know what? <laughs> to, to, the the to one wash thing it down. I expect is, is, you know what? I don't like this intervention. This is an intervention, isn't it? You motherfucker. No, it's just, oh, I'm yeah, curious. Mikey, we're going to do a podcast. Oh, it's going to be a surprise, though.
0: Bam, intervention, <laughs> motherfucker. Surprise, bitch. Fat ass. No, no intervention. It's just, it's almost like you are my, like, this isn't the exact, like, this isn't the exact uh, example I want to use, but it's the only thing I think of. It's uh-huh. almost like if you were my friend who loves gang banging hookers, <laughs> and it's something I would never do, but you do it, and then I find out you did it, and I want to know, just yo, how was gang banging yo, hookers? Yo, so
1: you're right now you're you're having this bi curious. Scenario. Okay. So what is it like? (laughs) Well, we're, we're talking about somebody and I truly believe that pregnancy affects what the baby eats in the future. Here's why. When my mom was pregnant with me, she sent my dad out. I mean, all my mom ate was McDonald's. She would send out my dad at like two, three o'clock in the morning to the, the, Nearest 24-7 McDonald's to get her burgers and all that. I grew up loving fast food. Now, when she was pregnant with my brother, who's, I mean, we're the complete opposite. He's very skinny. Like, my parents had to buy him, like, protein shakes and stuff to, like, you know, help him gain weight. Like, it's that bad. And uh what did she eat? A ton of fruit, vegetables. It was just based off of her cravings. And, um, so I can tell you right now, McDonald's is, like, my go-to. Am I blaming my mom for that? Absolutely not. But, like...
0: Fuck her. You can blame her.
1: Yeah. The fuck, Mom? (laughs) Um, (laughs) no, but so, like, the experience of eating the food, your original question. Um, now, mind you, I'm a chef. But when I eat... Fast food, I don't sit there and break down, like, oh my God, it was just the right amount of grease. Like, the cheese was melted to mwah, pre- fucking perfection, maybe come in my pants. Just enough <laughs> fucking pickle chips and all this shit. Ooh. Oh, those fries, you know, uh, Mamma Mia.
0: And like. <laughs> the way the carbonation of that Pepsi or Sprite just cleanses the palate.
1: Yeah. So, like, when it comes to soft drinks, I mean,. If it's from a soda fountain, it's all the same. I know some people can actually taste the difference, which is odd to me. Um, especially when multiple chain restaurants serve either Pepsi or all Coke, somehow they can taste where it's from. Um, my favorite burger place fast food wise is Burger King. Um they just I It's something about the the additives, I guess, all that unnatural flavoring, it just it's it's a drug, man. That's that's America though. That's those are fast food chain places. There's there's definitely something in the food that draws people to come back and consume more and more. Um but I, I would say Burger King is like my absolute go to, and it's absolutely the size of their burgers, um, what they put in their burgers. I think they offer more when it comes to like, you know lettuce tomato onions whatever like the typical burger stuff you don't get at mcdonald's whereas mcdonald's it's patty cheese ketchup some pickles and onion like that that's it um i actually think burger king's fries taste better than mcdonald's um yeah so as far as burger joint goes burger king is my all-time like go-to
0: See, I was raised on McDonald's, so I never liked Burger King. I hated their fries. Oh, same. I hated their burgers. I hated all of it. <sighs> it something about the
1: the fake flame broiling that that just I don't know. It it, it does something extra for the patty compared to whatever the microwave shit at uh, McDonald's. I don't know, man.
0: Like I said, I, I, well, I don't blame you. I I don't blame you. Right. Like last weekend I was craving Chipotle and I was craving red Robin, not the healthiest Mm. foods, but I was craving them Yeah, really bad. I don't know why, but I was, but I didn't get them. I almost did, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get them. I might treat myself to one of those this week, depending on how heavy my leg day goes on Friday, but Yeah. Well, now let me ask you this. I I, I just can't imagine, and this isn't like me making fun of you. It's just you know my size. Can you imagine if I gained five pounds in one week? Yeah,
1: I mean, we're also talking about a metabolism
0: difference. and Oh, no, there's so much different to it, but I'm just saying like it's crazy. It's crazy that I can't gain that weight (laughs) in a week. Yeah, yeah you know it's almost like i wish i could i wish i could
1: <laughs> well i mean here's what i was going to ask you too like did you ever like growing up have an issue with your body weight or were you always kind of slim or whatever throughout childhood teenage mm-hmm. years
0: no i was always like this slim i was always yeah. slim. i wasn't like in shape the majority yeah. of my life But, no, I was always, like, for the most part, slim.
1: I mean, even when
0: I was at my... I never had to deal with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was at my skinniest point growing up in my... I would say it was younger teenage years. I mean, I still had a belly. I was, like, thin everywhere else. But for whatever reason, I just had this, like, pot belly that was just always there. Like, no matter how active... I I mean, dude, outside all the time, very active growing up, just for whatever reason couldn't get rid of
0: the stomach you know um that's a that's a body thing that's a genetics thing which
1: sucks but i mean again just the difference between again my brother and i like he always ate healthier i always went to the fast food places um and was it because of the addiction thing or maybe it is genetics you know again just from my mom being pregnant with the both of us and what her cravings were.
0: So I think it's safe to just blame your mom at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right.
1: But then it, it's cause it's interesting too. Cause it's like, well, is it that I'm craving McDonald's or is it a, a, a deficiency that McDonald's um, helps me out with? I get whatever it is I need from some sort of substance that McDonald's food Has. It's like when a woman craves pickles and ice cream or pickles and chocolate. It's because there's a deficiency that they have during that pregnancy, right? So, is it that you have to go to the food or can you just get those things from someplace else or a different source, a healthier source?
0: I personally think that it's 100% a physiological addiction. Your body is addicted to it. Just one hundred percent. It's yeah. just one hundred percent something that you can't control. Um, I, I, there is plenty of documentaries on Netflix that go into food science of how they try to make food more addicting so people come back to it. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, like it's it's a proven thing that they do. So it's totally physiological. Like it's a it's it's a thing where it. Tastes good. You feel good while you eat it, and then you crash afterwards and feel like shit. It's, it's a drug, so you go back to it because you want to feel the good part. It's a fucking drug. What do you think heroin is? <laughs> that's just an unhealthy choice. It's a drug that's addictive that people chase for the, the, the feeling of high. Yeah. You know?
1: So would you consider me... Uh, a recovering drug or alcoholic, drug addict or alcoholic that uh, recently relapsed, but is now trying to get back on track. Because here's my thing. No, I don't
0: look at you like that.
1: <laughs> I already told you, and I've, told, I've said this on the podcast many times. I mean, my heaviest was 241. I always include that extra pound. Yeah. I, I never round it to 240 because that one pound is, is in my head. It's a lot heavier than 240. And another thing I tell myself is I never want to see the number 2 in front of a 3 digit number on that scale ever again. And so far I've been pretty good. Like even when I gained all this weight, I was at, I was uh, you know 194 195. I was like fuck, I need to do something and that's when I did something and I'm back down to my current uh, to my previous weight. Um so it's like mentally, I I have it instilled. I'm I never want to see two hundred plus ever again. But every now and then, it's like I still in my head. It's like yeah, but Oh, that that double stacker man, it's so fucking good, bacon cheese. I don't think sauce. there's a, mm, num, num. I don't
0: think there's anything wrong with having a cheat meal once a week. You know what I mean? It just the difference is is that is can you afford it? You know, like physically, can you afford it? Like right. I can afford. Multiple like shit meals just because I, you, you know, me, I, I'm busting my ass off in the gym. I'm like, right. I'm going to burn probably around 800 calories tomorrow, at least just by playing hockey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's just, I'm doing shit to make up for it so I can totally do it. But for me, it's like, I'm glad you had that feeling in that moment. Cause that's the same thing that I've had. I had that feeling in college when I was saying I have a gut and I never had a cut but I had a gut freshman year because I was drinking, I was eating shit food, slamming down a lot of salt with ramen. I was eating fast food at night. I was getting late night fucking Chinese food and wings and it fucking showed. And I had that same moment where I said, I'm not gonna let this happen. Mm. Have I slipped over the years? Yeah, a little bit, but I've been pretty consistent and I think that's the same with you. I know, I don't look at you as like a recovering addict. I, I do look at you as somebody who's making a change. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's different. It's different than people who say, I want to make a change and it's New Year's resolution. I want to six pack. I want to squat 300 pounds. I want to do this and that. The, the bar gets set so high, you can never meet it. You know, your yeah. goal is very straightforward. I'm not going to weigh 200 pounds. That's a very attainable goal. And that's something that you can fluctuate with, you know. Yeah. The only thing that I would say that would make you be like a recovering addict is if you slid. And let's say I just saw you right now, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm back at 220," and I'd be, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I just can't stop those double stackers. They're just fucking good. <laughs> you know, if you get three double stackers, you could have a you could have a six stacker because there's like two in each one. <laughs> and if you have three, that makes six. So you could have a six stacker, and then you can wash it down by dipping the fries directly in the Coke and then you can just get the the same feeling of both. Then then I'd be having a different conversation with you this whole podcast. I'd be saying, yo, you need to fucking wake up and stop that shit. Like, you need (laughs) to... And also, thanks for wasting my time and yours the last, what, year or two? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's... Well, here's the thing. Like, there's a lot of my friends who are all reaching the same part where you are, where it's just I don't want to feel, I don't want to look a certain way, I don't want to feel a certain way, but more importantly, I want to ensure my health for the future. Like my friend on my other podcast who I used to podcast with, he's down I think over a hundred pounds. No and shit. And he's still running, and he's still running like three, four times a week, you know. And he's just, and it's because his motivation is he he was so overweight and he's so scared of having like health complications and his goal is i am not going to i am not going to miss a, 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 a you know a, a moment of my child's life and for him it's an investment of his future with his kid so that's an easy motivator if it's hey i need to eat better and run more often in order to see my kid grow up or fuck it i love i i just love taco bell he's going to choose fucking <laughs> option a yeah and he still he still does get taco bell it's just not as frequently it's mm-hmm. like once a week he'll get taco bell and just be like fuck it had a drink i'm hungry i'm getting taco bell because i've run you know three and a half four hours a week mm-hmm. i can afford it and you can and i think you can do the same it's just you have a fucking wacky schedule and you just got to find time and a place to do more but yeah. you look great man and the fact that you're that you're working your ass off to get back down again, you're doing great. It's just whatever catalyst is the motivator to really push you over into that realm of just, I'm going to fucking kill this shit is really it. And it's hard. Like you work in a kitchen. It's fucking hard. I I know how it is. Yep. I've worked in kitchens with you. I know Mm -hmm. how it is. (laughs) You know, but you have an uncanny ability to be okay with fasting and liquid dieting. Which is not a common thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny because like I when know. I when I tell myself, "All right, today's the day." It's not like I have second thoughts. Like, all right, I know I did it. I just fasted for breakfast, but man, I'm craving like, you know, a, a taco or something right now. Like, I'm I'm. When it comes to willpower, I am really decent at just sticking with what I'm doing that day. Um, but like I said, just. You know, there's something in the back of my head just like, ah, maybe you should go try the the chicken sandwich at this place. And
0: it's like, yeah. Uh, See, I don't, man. I have that sometimes in the gym where it's just, oh, maybe you don't want to do another set or maybe you don't want to go all out on this workout. Maybe you want to go slower. Like, I, I hear that. Like that's something that I have. And it's just, I think it's just a, I think it's just your body screaming out and just saying, take it easy. Yeah. I think that's all it is. I think we each have our own versions of it, Mm -hmm. but for some it's easier to fight than others. But that voice sometimes is dominating for some people. And those people are addicts. It's just, Hey, you should have another drink. Hey, you should drink tonight. Hey, you should drink tomorrow morning. You should have another drink. Hey, we should smoke a cigarette. Hey, we should have another cigarette. Hey, make sure you buy a pack tomorrow so we can have one in the morning. Like, uh, there's plenty of people that have that voice that overrides everything. Yeah. So I think we're both lucky that that voice is not loud enough to really stop us from doing what we're doing. For but sure. I think we all, I think we all have that voice. You know, I mean, we all have that voice of weakness—the mm-hmm. voice that wants us to just fucking give up. And I think that's why something like martial arts is so endearing to people because you see people always overcoming adversity, always overcoming the voice inside or the the literal situation that it's like give up. Yeah. You know, and they just don't. And I think that's why combat sports is always going to be interesting, not just because oh well, what would happen with violence, but it's also just wow, like can this person really overcome? Like remember when GSP came back from his uh like what, 2-year layoff with his ACL? Yeah. And it was all just, oh my god! How is he gonna do after two years? How did he come back with, with, kind of like when he snapped his ACL or whatever the fuck it was? Like you and I watched that fight. That was the Carlos Condit fight. Remember? And he got hit with the question mark head kick, like that that sneaky head kick. Yeah. And went down. Yeah. And everybody screamed, and everybody just went, "Oh my god!" And then George was keeping an eye on carlos and he survived it and it was just whoa and like the end of the round everybody was freaking out and it's because he overcame that and he even said in the post fight conference he said i remembered when i went down against matt sarah oh not matt sarah um uh, matt hughes Mm. and i wasn't expecting that and i didn't know what to do when i got taken out and i was just i was done you know and uh, it's that was it. It was just you know I I didn't know how to handle that adversity, yeah. but now I do. So, well, we started late, so we're ending late. So let's call it a episode. Let's end on that positive note. Everybody overcome your adversity. For sure.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: Get jazzed up. Don't eat that burger. Eat that. <laughs> eat that salad i guess salad go keto (laughs) right hell yeah okay hell yeah bud all right good episode